We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers for NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Peterman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. And we're going to do a check-in on the 49ers quarterback situation. What's real, what's not, as more and more uh, reports and speculation start to trickle out with a, a slow portion of the NFL news cycle. People have Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance uh, takes, I guess is, is the right word. We're just, we're just going to dive in and discuss what you should read into, what you shouldn't read into and what Chris and I believe. Let's get into it. Hey, this is George Kittle and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. We've reached a point where every time I see Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance in a headline, I play a game with myself where I try and guess what the person is going to say before opening the post. And I'm batting a thousand, Chris. I'm absolutely crushing it this offseason. Good for you, man. Thank you. I'm happy to hear it. Yeah. It's um yeah, it's funny. Like we're we're in the slowest point of really the offseason calendar. Or I guess one of them. July is really the, the slowest, but we haven't seen the Niners on the field for you know full team OTAs. Um, so we don't really have an idea of exactly how the team is operating in terms of how it's dealing with certain players and the quarterback situation. Like we're all sort of left to guess what Trey Lance looks like, right? But um, it seems like to your point, everybody who has an opinion on the 49ers is like, Jimmy Garoppolo is still there. We can't guarantee that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the starting quarterback. And I just want to recircle, like circle back to that conversation that we had, uh, sort of around the NFL owners meetings when Kyle Shanahan basically said the reason why we looked into trading Jimmy Garoppolo and want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo is because we believe Trey Lance is ready. Um, he said, I think that will be sooner rather than later. 
Um, but when Jimmy gets a surgery and we can't upgrade our team by getting some good picks until people feel good about that surgery, I'm, I'm all right with that. We're not just getting rid of him to get rid of him. Jimmy is a good player and we all really like that. We all really like as a person as, and as a teammate, and we're going to see whatever helps the Niners the most. The 49ers are not trading Jimmy Garoppolo until he can be traded, which means he has to be healthy. And then it's their prerogative to not only get his money off the books, but get something in return for him because we know quarterback, whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is a top 20 quarterback or a top 25 quarterback, whatever, he still has value, right? So I I don't want to like go relitigate all of that stuff, but remember this is how the 49ers are operating. Like as time goes by, that hasn't necessarily changed yet. And it's just funny that like as time goes by and people get further and further removed from Kyle Shanahan saying what he said and basically spelling it out that people are like, I don't know, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy could be the starter. And it's like, I think, I think it would take a lot of unforeseen things to happen for Jimmy Garoppolo to be a starter. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it too, like Albert Breer is pretty plugged into the 49ers put the over under on the 49ers trading Jimmy at July 1st, which is actually sooner. It's logical. It's logical, right? Cause he'll be healthy around that time. Mm-hmm. My guess is, and Kyle Shanahan hasn't said this on the record yet, but, and I don't know if he will because he's pretty close to the vest when he speaks publicly about it, but like, I cannot imagine that Kyle Shanahan wants to have Jimmy Garoppolo suit up for the 49ers at training camp and create create a scenario where the locker room is, has to decide between quarterbacks, right? Because if Jimmy's there, there's going to be a contingent of veterans that say, man, let's ride with Jimmy. Like we just went to the NFC title game. We've been to a Super Bowl with Jimmy. Like let's keep that going. And that creates drama that I believe is unnecessary because what the 49ers should do is just give all those reps to Trey Lance. Right. And I think that's what they're going to do. Here's the other reason that that I think early July makes sense is not only will Jimmy be healthy, but the 49ers, I think, will if there's no trade market, we'll just cut him. Because I don't think they're not going to put him in a position where it's like, yeah, we'll drag him on the roster through training camp. He can get some QB two reps and then, you know, we'll release him and he'll be screwed because he won't have camp. He's already going to be behind in OTAs. Right. So they're going to want to give him as much possible time or as much time as possible to land with a new team and get a full training camp in. So I would imagine that the second he's healthy enough to throw and work out for teams, they will either try and execute a trade and if not, they will let him go to be a free agent and sign wherever. Yeah, I could see that. That just seems to be the, that that seems to me to be the timeline because this is not, they didn't say, oh, we have trade offers for Jimmy, but we're not going to take them because we're not sure about Trey. Like he got hurt. They are not, here's what the 49ers are not going to do. And Eric Branch wrote about this in the Chronicle. They're not going to go from, oh, let's trade him to, in part because he's always hurt but let's trade him. Oh, wait, he's hurt. We can't trade him. Okay, well, let's just make him the starter then. (laughs) Like that, that none of that, none of that tracks. Right. None of it. And where, and if you have 
if you want to respond, cool. But I have a question for you. Where do you land on all these? Like, I don't want to call it reporting because it seems to it's like it's like Chris Collinsworth punditry punditry saying like, oh, yeah, people with the Niners, are they're concerned about his arm strength or arm. What was the what was the phrasing in that arm? um, Not fatigue. Jimmy's. No. Yeah. Arm something. Um, (laughs) It was it was weird, man, like arm stamina or something, something weird like that. There's just all this the reporting of like, I don't know, people with the Niners, they're concerned about Trey and I wouldn't rule out Jimmy starting week one. And it's just like random people like it's not it's not Schefter. It's not Rappaport. It's not Pelissero. It's not Breer. It's just like rando NFL guys. And I want to know where you land on that. So there's i'm sure people in the league are talking and i'm sure there are people maybe in the 49ers organization or close to um the organization who are talking to media members who are voicing their opinions but this has happened before right and we can always circle back to the 2021 draft when the entire world yours truly included thought and heard that the 49ers were going to draft mac jones when it turned out that wasn't true, right? So there can be discussion that may or may not be coming from inside the building, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that discussion is coming directly from the people who are making these decisions. And if there's anything we've learned over the last few years, it's that Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, Parag Marate, Jed York, all these people who are in the know on their decision-making process are not leaking things to the media. That's just that's just not how it goes. And in my experience, having covered Kyle Shanahan for his entire tenure, generally when he says things like what he said about Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance at the owners meeting saying we wanted to trade Jimmy because we believe Trey was ready, like he wouldn't say that if he didn't believe it. So yeah, does does a scenario exist where Trey Lance is so bad during OTAs that they're like, man, we just got to bring Jimmy in just, just because we're not, you know, we, we haven't seen enough from Trey. Yeah. That scenario exists, but I find it highly, highly, highly unlikely and much more unlikely than the general consensus of the punditry seems to seems to believe. Right. So as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is on the roster, that's going to be part of the discussion, but I think we're going to hit a point where, Garoppolo's either traded and released and we're all just going to be able to exhale and say, yeah, it's Trey's job. Like we've all sort of assumed and we should have, we should have known this when Kyle Shanahan said it at the owners meetings and basically spelled it out for everybody, which everybody seems to be ignoring as, as we get further and further removed from that. I'm fascinated by this entire thing. It's the only time in NFL history that I can remember that a team has actively been like, Hey, we're done with this quarterback. We're going to mortgage our future to trade up to draft his replacement. And his replacement isn't quite ready. So he's going to sit year one. We're going to see what happens this season. But then the plan is to move on from said veteran. And we said, I mean, unless Garoppolo did something above and beyond that took this leap that we didn't think he was going to take. No, he didn't take it. He was just Jimmy Garoppolo last year. And the 49ers are trying to move on from that. But now there's this like... 
because they went to the NFC Championship game. And the, the my issue with that is they go, well, you went to the NFC Championship game with Garoppolo. So you, why would you want to move on from that? Like that just removes all context of what happened in the playoffs. You can like, make a very you can make a very strong case that they advanced. I mean, Garoppolo did what he did in Week 18 against the Rams and deserves 100 percent. Very of good, for that. very good. In the playoffs, the Niners beat the Packers or the Cowboys and the Packers in spite of their quarterback play with yes. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. If you go back and watch those games, it wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo lighting it up. It was. It was basically Debo Samuel carrying the offense, taking handoffs and bubble screens from Jimmy Garoppolo. It wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo like the Niners, dominating. The Niners, got, the Niners got the interception from Kwan Williams, and Debo Samuel said to Kyle Shanahan, I got you. That's a wide receiver Debo Samuel said, I got you. And Kyle Shanahan said, great, hand it to him. <laughs> like, that was the offense. Right. The There was the bubble screen against the Rams where Debo just had that insane... Debo run where he zigzags and breaks a tackle and then somehow outruns two defensive backs that have angles on him. Like they, they should not have won in green Bay. They just happened to run into the only special teams. yet. Let's talk. They didn't score an offensive touchdown in green Bay. No, no. And And he had a, he had a horrendous interception at the end of the, we don't, we don't need to relitigate this whole thing, but like, here's what, here's what, here's, here's what I'm trying to say about it. So they went to the NFC championship game. Let's let's go to the hypothetical where because if we're removing context, I just I I, I want to go to the go to a hypothetical world and remove some context from that. Let's let's go to the world where Jordan Willis doesn't break through and block the punt. And the Packers win that game ten to three or seven to three, which is probably what it would have been. So let's call it seven to three. What are we, are we still going? Well, they made the playoffs and they were really close to winning in green Bay. Why are you going to move on from Garoppolo? Right. Because nothing changes at that point, except to play the Niners special teams made (laughs) against the only special teams unit in the league worse than theirs. So I don't, I don't think that you can use that. Well, you went to the NFC championship game. Yeah, kind of like you definitely did, but there's a very real scenario where they don't go and we're going, man, that's why they're moving on from Garoppolo. And frankly, you can look at the NFC championship game and going, wow, that's why they're moving on from Garoppolo. Like the 49ers were ready to move on and nothing happened last year that I think would make them go, oh, we're changing our minds. Especially since they're already trying to goddamn trade him. It's insane. I'm so upset that this is still something we have to talk about. Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, regular season passer rating with the 49ers is 98.3. He averages 243 yards per game. Um, In the postseason, his quarterback rating is 74.1. So more than 20 points lower. And... I mean, his yards per attempt are down. His his numbers are down. Like his completion percentage is down seven percent. Like his numbers are a lot worse. But the Niners are five and two with Garoppolo in the playoffs. So like you can say, well, Niners are five and two with Garoppolo in the playoffs, and he's helped us get there. Like sure, but it's also sort of despite him. Like he doesn't have a single game in the playoffs where he's thrown a touchdown pass without an interception. 
He's Oof. had one playoff game without a pick, and that was a Packers game where he had eight attempts in the which was, NFC which Championship was, game. Which was the game where the whole, hey, does Kyle Shanahan even like Jimmy Garoppolo thing all started? <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, yeah, I mean, we, I don't, I think we, we've done enough litigating whether or not the 49ers should keep Jimmy Garoppolo, but like, yeah, I just wanted to revisit the topic because we've gotten to a place where as we get further removed from what Kyle Shanahan said and Jimmy Garoppolo remains on the roster, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I would just remember when you hear reports and, you know, talk, I talk to people with the organization or whatever that say this, this, and this. It's like, yeah, everybody, everybody in the world reported that the Niners were picking Mac Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody had the DeForest Buckner trade, right? Like not, none of these big moves that the 49ers have made. Nobody had Joe Staley's retirement. Nobody had the Trent Williams trade, right? Like the mm-hmm. biggest moves the 49ers have made have all been just randomly out of the blue. Like mm-hmm. as they happen, it, it was never, there was never a report like the 49ers are considering trading to Forrest Buckner. Like that never came out. Right. So like, let's, let's chill on all these off season reports coming from people quote unquote in the know and take it more as like, well, this might be someone's opinion. Not like this is actually what Kyle Shanahan says, because we already know what the, what the team is trying to do, whether or not they can do it is a different thing because of Jimmy Garoppolo's health. I guess the bottom line here is because I didn't, I don't, I don't want this to come across as like a, Hey, here's some reasons that Jimmy Garoppolo is, is not the 49ers quarterback of the future. That wasn't the goal here. The goal is like, if you're reading this stuff, wait until like camp. If Garoppolo is still on the roster in camp and the Niners are going, yeah, we're going to give him reps and see what happens. Okay. Like now the, the, they're playing with fire if they do that. Right. 
but now that's where it's like, oh man, maybe there's something they don't like about Lance and they really like they 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 really think that Garoppolo might be a better option this year. That's to me where that can start. But if you're doing that right now, there is there's zero public evidence that says the 49ers are wary of Trey Lance or doing anything other than starting Trey Lance this year. Like, go look at what Kyle Shanahan said at the owners' meetings. Go look at what John Lynch has said on at owners' meetings, on radio stations. Everything points to they have tried and are trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. And any report from anywhere else that says otherwise... Like you said, they're they're talking to the wrong people. Yeah, or it's just an opinion that you know is they're couching as a report. Yeah. Um the 49ers basically determined that Trey Lance was going to be their starter in 2022 when they drafted him. Yes. Right. So like right. They I, didn't I have make a that really trade and go, t- yeah, we'll see. I have a yeah, exactly. Like I have a really hard time believing, even if Trey looks horrendous in OTAs. I have a hard time believing that they're going to view it as some sort of like reason not to start Trey because you got to see what he looks like in games. That's just the most important thing. No matter what he looks like in OTAs, no matter what he looks like in training camp, you have to give him game reps because that's the only way he's going to get better. Yes. And if they're at the point where Trey is unplayable based on the way he's practicing, then that's an indictment on their entire process. And that's an entirely different conversation altogether. And they're not there yet. And you're going to have to figure that out at some point. Like at some point, you got to rip the bandaid off and go. Right. If Trey Lance stinks, which is on the table, that is as likely as him being great. You got to find out. Like figuring out in 2023 is not better than finding out in 2022. It's just, it's not. Right. And if Trey Lance stinks, there's a chance that you, I mean, there's a very good chance that you just still have to stick with him. Right. Like, yeah. Were were any of the rookie quarterbacks incredible last year? No. You know, Mac Jones was fine. Mac Jones was pretty good. Justin Fields was a roller coaster. Zach Wilson. Grinders will tell you, tape grinders will tell you that Trevor Lawrence is awesome. Right. And he should be because he's, you know, the best prospect of the last decade or whatever. Right. But like first year quarterbacks are going to have lumps. So like all these teams understood when they drafted them, Hey, it's a multi-year process with these guys. And the 49ers are going into this with the same understanding. And they're not, in my opinion, going to keep Trey Lance on the bench because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they've already made that decision. Jimmy Garoppolo had his, his goodbye Bay area press conference in February or whenever it was. Right. And here's, here's the other, here's the, here's the other thing I, I, I saw that I wanted to address. I saw some consternation from 49ers fans that like Shanahan needs to come out and say something. Trey Lance is reading all this and they need to come out and nip this in the bud. No, they don't because here's what can happen. Kyle Shanahan sees all this and goes, Great. If teams think we're going to stick with Garoppolo, that helps us in the trade market. Get on the horn and call Trey and say, yeah, dude, you're the starter. Like you're starting. Don't worry about it. Like you're starting. And when nobody, the, this is the other funny thing to, to your point. 
when nobody in the league knows exactly what the 49ers are going to do, that's to the 49ers benefit. Kyle Shanahan, the fans can go crazy on Twitter and light up talk radio shows and call in and all that and go crazy. Kyle Shanahan does not care and he doesn't have to care, right? Because when nobody knows what the 49ers are doing, that's to his advantage. He doesn't have to clear things up for the fan base just so people can relax. And when was the last time a head coach came out in the middle of May and went, hey, this rumor about our team, FYI, hey, I'm jumping on ESPN. Right. This rumor? No. <laughs> Come on. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. And at the same time, people are going to say, well, they've talked about being willing to carry Jimmy Garoppolo's cap hit into the season. Like, sure, they're going to say that because they're trying to trade him. But also, like, you need to just think logically, like, what makes sense and what doesn't. And having Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup quarterback making $25 million is a fireball offense on many levels, right? Right. I think it's I think it's Chris Rock who says you can drive with your feet. That still doesn't make it a good idea. <laughs> right. And that that sticks out to me in this in this particular scenario. Like, yeah, you can go into the year with a $27 million cap on your books for your backup quarterback. You can do that for sure. Right. But it doesn't make it a good idea. Like, and if you look at Parag Marate's history as, you know, running the 49ers cap situation, for the most part, look, the, the, the financial issues the 49ers have had from a cap perspective have mostly revolved around paying injured players, right? Like they've invested in guys, those guys get hurt and those contracts end up being bad. But for the most part, maybe with the exception of like Malcolm Smith, who is one of those guys who got hurt but it was apparent that it was a bad contract as soon as they signed him in 2017. Like the Niners are pretty shrewd financially. And I just have an impossible time envisioning Parag Marate being like, yeah, sure. Let's pay. Let's have our highest paid player be somebody who doesn't play. (laughs) That just that sounds funny, right? Like Parag Marate. it's, it's It's John Wall. Right. Right, exactly. Like this is not it's not the NBA. Like that's that's not how this is gonna work. Pragmarate tanking. Yeah, they're not tanking. He's he's one of the most shrewd financial guys in the league. And that's I I think, you know, you want to talk about like Debo Samuel drama. The Pragmarate element to this is probably a big part of Debo Samuel's trade request that is probably no longer a trade request, right? Mm-hmm. So like if Paragmarate is willing to squabble with Debo Samuel over a few million bucks here and there and whatnot, there is zero chance that Paragmarate is going to be like, yeah, sure. We got to pay Debo 25 million a year or whatever. We got to pay Nick Bosa 30 million a year and we need all the cap space we can get just in case of emergency. But yeah, let's, let's have Jimmy Garoppolo take up 25 million in cap space this season. And for those who aren't familiar with salary cap rules, space rolls over, right? So any money you don't spend this season rolls over into next season. So that's 25 million in cap space you're looking at for 2023, potentially, mm-hmm. like in, in all likelihood, right? So yeah, I just find it sort of laughable that, they, that they're saying that. I get why they're saying that because they need to, they need to make it look like they love Jimmy they're willing to keep Jimmy because that's how you grab for leverage in trade talks. Right. 
and it's you know that 2023 fifth round pick is going to be <laughs> scrumptious yeah i think that ultimately i'm with you like i mean i think jimmy garoppolo is valuable enough to where the niners would be like sure we'll take a fifth or sixth round pick yeah. and if nobody offers it then yeah i do think they're going to cut him and they'll right. sell it as, yeah, we like Jimmy enough to where we want him to pick his destination and negotiate Correct. his next contract Correct. without us being involved. Correct. Um, so, yeah, I think if Trey, if they're at the point where they're so worried about Trey Lance that he that they have to keep Jimmy Garoppolo around, then that's a failure of their entire process. It's a that's a front office failure. It's a development failure. It's a Rich Scangarello, Brian Greasy, Kyle Shanahan failure. It's it's just a massive, massive failure to make the biggest trade in team history and then tell the world you're willing to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Then you see him in spring practices and say, oh, well, we don't feel comfortable starting him on a loaded roster, by the way. Like, keep in mind, he's he's like, right. You're giving him the keys to a Ferrari here. It's not he's, it's not a 98 Taurus. Right. So like. No shade to any listener who has a 98 Taurus. We're sure your car is lovely. Go ahead. Right. But this, you know, but the point here is that if, if Trey Lance is not ready, it's a much bigger problem than, than just like, than Trey himself. It's an organizational failure. Right. And, and I don't think they're there. Like I said, they're, they're, they are going to figure that out. They're, they, they certainly will not go. Yeah. Hey, he was bad in OTAs. Let's pull the plug. They're gonna they're gonna see him in games, and you would rather that happen now than in 2023, because if you let this linger another year, you're gonna go into 2023 with the exact same questions. So figure it out now, because the future the future of this regime, the Kyle Shanahan John Lynch tenure, rides on Trey Lance. So shit or get off the pot. Yeah. How does that how does that metaphor work if they keep Jimmy? Are they just are they just on then the at throne, that point they're a little the back all up. season? Yes. Just super they're constipated status. Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> constipated for six months. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Jimmy Gablocolo in their in their system. <laughs> okay, let's end on that high note. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, review. Goodbye, everybody. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.